0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast, my name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Cushing's Syndrome and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash Cushing's or in the endocrinology section of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Gushing syndrome refers to the features of prolonged high levels of glucocorticoid steroid hormones in the body. There are two groups of corticosteroid hormones, glucocorticoids, for example cortisol, and mineralocorticoids, for example aldosterone. Cortisol is the primary natural glucocorticoid hormone produced by the adrenal glands. Cushing's disease refers specifically to a pituitary adenoma secreting excessive adrenocorticotropic hormone, or ACTH, which stimulates excessive cortisol release from the adrenal glands. Cushing's disease is a cause of Cushing's syndrome, but it's not the only cause of Cushing's syndrome. Prolonged use of exogenous corticosteroids such as prednisolone or dexamethasone. Often causes Cushing syndrome. Exogenous refers to when it originates outside the body. Exo refers to outside, and genus refers to the origin. Let's talk about the features. You can remember the features on inspection by thinking of a patient who is round in the middle with thin limbs. The features are a round face, which may be known as a moon face, central obesity, Abdominal striae, which are stretch marks across the abdomen where it's rapidly enlarged. An enlarged fat pad on the upper back, which may be known as a buffalo hump. Proximal limb muscle wasting, with difficulty standing from a sitting position without using their arms. Male pattern facial hair in women, which is called hirsutism. Easy bruising and poor skin healing and hyperpigmentation of the skin in patients with Cushing's disease due to a high ACTH level. The metabolic effects of Cushing's syndrome are hypertension with a raised blood pressure, cardiac hypertrophy with growth of the heart muscles, type 2 diabetes, dyslipidemia with a raised cholesterol and raised triglycerides, and osteoporosis with a reduced bone mineral density. There are also mental health effects of anxiety, depression, insomnia or difficulty sleeping, and rarely psychosis. Let's talk about the causes of Cushing's syndrome. You can remember the causes of Cushing's syndrome with the CAPE mnemonic. See for Cushing's disease, which is a pituitary adenoma secreting excessive ACTH, A for adrenal adenoma, where an adrenal tumour secretes excessive cortisol, P for paraneoplastic syndrome, which we'll talk about shortly, and E for exogenous steroids, where the patient is taking long-term corticosteroids. Paraneoplastic Cushing syndrome occurs when ACTH or adrenocorticotrophic hormone is secreted from a tumour somewhere other than the pituitary gland. ACTH from somewhere outside the pituitary gland is called ectopic ACTH. Small cell lung cancer is the most common source of ectopic ACTH. This ectopic ACTH stimulates excessive cortisol release from the adrenal glands causing Cushing syndrome. A tom tip for you, a high level of ACTH causes skin pigmentation by stimulating melanocytes in the skin to produce melanin, similar to the function of melanocyte stimulating hormone. This is an important sign of Cushing's disease where there's excess ACTH from a pituitary adenoma and also primary adrenal insufficiency, where there is inadequate cortisol from the adrenals with a lack of negative feedback on the pituitary, so high levels of ACTH. In a patient with Cushing's syndrome, increased skin pigmentation allows you to determine the cause as being excess ACTH, either from Cushing's disease or ectopic ACTH. There is no excess skin pigmentation in patients with Cushing syndrome caused by an adrenal adenoma or exogenous steroids. Next, let's talk about the dexamethasone suppression tests. The dexamethasone suppression tests are used to diagnose Cushing syndrome caused by a problem inside the body. There's no point using them to diagnose Cushing syndrome caused by exogenous steroids. A normal response to dexamethasone is suppressed cortisol due to negative feedback. Dexamethasone causes negative feedback on the hypothalamus, reducing the release of corticotrophin-releasing hormone, or CRH. It also causes negative feedback on the pituitary gland, reducing the release of adrenocorticotropic hormone, or ACTH. The lower CRH and ACTH levels result in a low cortisol output by the adrenal glands. A lack of cortisol suppression in response to dexamethasone suggests Cushing's syndrome. There are three types of dexamethasone suppression test. The low dose overnight test, which is used as a screening test to exclude Cushing syndrome. The low dose 48 hour test, which is used in suspected Cushing syndrome, and the high-dose 48-hour test, which is used to determine the cause in patients with confirmed Cushing syndrome. For the low-dose overnight test, dexamethasone, usually 1mg, is given at night time, usually around 10 or 11pm, and the cortisol is checked at 9am the following morning. The normal result is that the cortisol level is suppressed by the dexamethasone given the night before. Failure of the dexamethasone to suppress the morning cortisol could indicate Cushing's syndrome and further assessment is required. For the low-dose 48-hour test, dexamethasone 0.5mg is taken every 6 hours for 8 doses in total, starting at 9am on the first day. Cortisol is checked at 9am on day 1 before the first dose and then at 9am on day 3 after the last dose. A normal result is that the cortisol level on day 3 is suppressed. Failure of the dexamethasone to suppress the day 3 cortisol could indicate Cushing syndrome and further assessment is required. A high-dose 48-hour test is carried out in the same way as the low-dose 48-hour test other than 2 milligrams is used per dose rather than 0.5 milligrams. This higher dose is enough to suppress the cortisol in Cushing syndrome caused by a pituitary adenoma which is Cushing's disease but not when it's caused by an adrenal adenoma or ectopic ACTH. Adrenocorticotropic hormone or ACTH can be measured directly. ACTH is suppressed due to negative feedback on the pituitary when excess cortisol comes from an adrenal tumour or from exogenous steroids. ACTH is high when it's produced by a pituitary tumour or ectopic ACTH, for example from a small cell lung cancer. So in summary, in somebody who's normal, The low-dose dexamethasone suppression test will cause the cortisol to be low. The high-dose test will also cause a low cortisol and their ACTH level will be normal. In someone with an adrenal adenoma, the low-dose test will not suppress cortisol and the high-dose test will also not suppress cortisol and the ACTH level will be low due to negative feedback on the pituitary. In someone with a pituitary adenoma, the low dose test will not suppress cortisol but the high dose test will suppress cortisol and the cortisol level will be low and their ACTH level will be high. In someone with ectopic ACTH, the low dose test will not suppress cortisol and the high dose test will also not suppress cortisol and the ACTH level will be high. Let's go through some other investigations. A 24-hour urinary-free cortisol is an alternative to the dexamethasone suppression test. However, collecting all the urine in a 24-hour period is very cumbersome to carry out and this test doesn't indicate the underlying cause. Other investigations in patients with Cushing syndrome include a full blood count which may show a high white blood cell count, The Eusenese blood test may show a low potassium if there's hyperaldosteronism due to an adrenal adenoma also secreting aldosterone. An MRI scan of the brain can be used to look for a pituitary adenoma. A CT scan of the chest can be used to look for a small cell lung cancer and a CT scan of the abdomen can be used to look for adrenal tumours. Next, let's talk about treatment. The primary treatment is to remove the underlying cause. Transsphenoidal surgery, which involves going through the nose and the sphenoid bone, can be used to remove a pituitary adenoma. Abdominal surgery can be used to remove an adrenal tumor. And it may be possible to surgically remove a tumor producing ectopic ACTH, for example, small cell lung cancer. Where it's not possible to surgically remove the underlying cause another option is to surgically remove both adrenal glands called a bilateral adrenalectomy after which the patient will require lifelong steroid replacement therapy to replace the steroids normally produced by the adrenal glands. Nelson syndrome involves the development of an ACTH producing pituitary tumor after the surgical removal of both adrenal glands due to a lack of cortisol and negative feedback. This causes skin pigmentation due to the high ACTH level, bitemporal hemianopia which is a visual field defect with loss of the outer vision in both eyes and a lack of other pituitary hormones. Metirapone is a medication that reduces the production of cortisol in the adrenals and it's occasionally used in the treatment of Cushing's Syndrome. So thanks for listening to this episode on Cushing's Syndrome. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you like this podcast, consider supporting Zero to Finals on Patreon at patreon.com slash zero to finals. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about hyperaldosteronism.